0: Things expose themselves at night. They reveal themselves at all times, but they really especially do at night. I love to walk down a busy street in the nighttime when everything is more or less quiet and things have retreated into themselves perfect time to gather your thoughts and not have to think about anything at all and just walk, which is something that I'm getting better at, although I'm certainly not perfected by any means. But currently I'm walking right down Indian Hill Boulevard at about a quarter to two on a Tuesday morning. It's a street that is usually extremely extremely busy with cars and businesses here south of Interstate 10 uh, and while there are a few passersby for the most part it's quiet and empty and I think I have always preferred night because of its emptiness. It's so withdrawn into itself. And uh, I appreciate that. Lets me just kind of be a little bit more. One doesn't necessarily have to put on any masks, step out of other people's way on the streets <laughs> in the nighttime. more myself, when alone. Mostly because I'm more confronted with that reality, which is... I can see it all the more clearly, be with it all the more actually. being with it. One becomes one's own self more. One becomes one's own unique individual by feeding off of that creative, indestructible eminence from which everything comes from and withdraws itself back into. People are so concerned about whether a god exists or not that they often totally neglect reality what reality is they don't they really don't even know nor do they have time for ever since Uncle Tone passed away I felt a little exposed exposed and very alone. Not so much alone in the way like I have no one around me or I have no friends or no one who loves me, but more alone in that I don't have that other human being who understands Uh, completely and totally who I can just speak with and have him not only understand precisely what it is that I'm saying but push that conversation further deeper. That's what he drew out in me. I don't know what, if anything, I was able to draw out in him. I'd like to think it was something significant. I shouldn't say that. I am sure that I gave him at least an outlet, but I'm not sure if I really taught him anything. (laughs) But maybe that's not what our relationship was supposed to be, I guess. But he certainly taught me a lot. I would have a much easier time with all of this if I just knew what I was doing and where I was going. Just in general in life. But I don't, and that's that's Okay. suppose it just is what it is, it makes me draw more upon that relationship, that caressence that builds within oneself when they realize that they are truly and utterly alone, but not in a bad way. To be alone is not negative. It's beautiful. And it is in all truth and honesty, really what is, is we are eternally alone, yet connected. At the same time, it's an interesting paradox that we live as individuals. that are completely and totally dependent on all those things that we perceive as not our own selves. So we are always alone in the fact that we are individual. And that individuality encompasses totality. The individuality is what is. It's the larger being that's connected. connected to and yet apart from so it is a strange thing to attempt and reconcile but very beautiful also. gives us the opportunity for a dual perspective, always. Both from the self and to be able to attempt to gain the advantage of the objective, the larger picture. No, the, that which is objectivity, the larger picture. Broader self, and when we put the two together, that's really when we have caressence because the larger. is to say that's really when caressance really starts to take shape. Is when we realize this relationship between the self and the larger thing that objectivity, that reality, and when we begin to define what that relationship is, and when we begin to move within it as unique individuals, stop necessarily questioning everything. Questioning in thought, all these things are often ego centered, and they lack acceptance. And I'm not saying that it is bad to question or to think. It's quite the opposite. It's what has to happen because we are so trapped within the conceptual realm. But we need to extract ourselves from that entire happening. Thought creates time. Thought is time. Because time is... A becoming aware of... And in becoming, it's the becoming that is the process. It's the becoming that takes the time. If we didn't have to become, there would be no time. But because we continually must become, because everything is Constantly in this evolution. That gives way to time. So all that evolution is. Is a new perspective. It's a new happening. new beginning. But it is not necessarily in line with reality is not necessarily what is if we are attempting to find the real then we have to rid ourselves of all of this thought this kind of happening that we're so continually preoccupied with. Because the preoccupation is what leads us into confusion and pain and suffering anxiety, everything, the questioning, the confusion. We question because we are confused. We attempt to understand because we're in the dark. Our minds are scattered. They're not quiet. They're not centered. Constantly wondering. Am I good enough? Is this the right thing to do? Is this the right thing to say? And this is an intelligent mind. (laughs) Because the intelligent mind is always at least looking into itself. It at least makes an attempt, an effort. Most consciousness does not even make the effort. Most consciousness is simply satisfied with Occupation. Entertainment. Which there is, or excuse me, which there are places for. Plenty of places for quote-unquote mindless activity. It's okay to take a break from consciousness. But we societally are consumed by consciousness or uh, the type of consciousness which is detrimental to consciousness. (laughs) Which is detrimental to true... to seeing, to true consciousness. Which is not a consciousness that questions. Not because questioning is a bad thing, but because questioning is unnecessary we are a long ways away from that a very long ways away from that to a humble and a tame quiet consciousness There is only what is, there is only reality, and like it or not, it is accepted, but if there is true understanding, it not only accepts, but loves what it receives. It loves what it receives quiet consciousness, a mind that sees all, that accepts all, that comprehends with clarity, loves its own perception. It's almost, almost choiceless. And I suppose if we wanted to split hairs, we could say that it is choiceless. But this kind of consciousness is all powerful, completely pervasive and dominating over whatever enters into it. And I suppose it could choose sorrow, or to be, to experience some sort of sorrow or grief or misery. And that's part of it. There is that. But ultimately, what it ends up with is ultimately experiencing, knowing, being with, only love. So, in that, it is choicelessly raptured by love. Consciousness is the receptacle. It's the thing that (laughs) perceives all. And, if it chooses, shuts out, as well. That's what consciousness tends to do. It often chooses to shut out different things. avoid looking so it is comfortable in the things that it does focus on like the academician who chooses to study one subject knows everything about that subject and knows nothing else about the other subjects, or about life outside and the real world outside the academy. This can be said for any profession or any mode of being. Many people know all about being angry. They're very good at it. They're very self-involved. Many people are very, very good at being self-involved. Not many people are very good at (laughs) at... choosing to focus. On a larger picture. On attempting... Not attempting... But not focusing... On... The singular... Things. On... Those things with... Which... Cause these dualities within ourselves, within the way we perceive things, it's a focusing on only one side of the coin. Not many people are very good at love, at real love. Self-interested love, yes. A lot of people are very good at that. I would do this for you if you do that for me. Many relationships are birthed and grow and continue in that way. But that's not what love is about. That's not what anything is about. As we said, what is the individual is also the larger world. And vice versa. They are absolute, mirrored reflections of one another. And you're responsible for this world. Not you and me and this person and that person. You. This is your world. It is your mind. Literally externalized. You need to look at it. Most of us focus very narrowly on sports, or on our some sort of entertainment, or profession, or, again, on something we are involved in, there's very little action. There are different reasons for this. I'd like to think that one of those the larger causes of this is that some people are so overwhelmed that they don't know what to do. That is my current position. It has been for a long time, but... it is in a very real way where I'm currently at it is very overwhelming how do we know where to go and what to do there's so much there there's so much that needs fixing, and so few avenues which allow for some kind of rectification. But it's the world that we've created for ourselves. And, we need to either uncreate it or create something new from it, if we care to have true and real understanding. But it starts with us. It starts with knowing who we are as individuals. And we do that by observing ourselves and seeing what our relationship is with everything. Seeing, observing our thoughts, observing our reactions to things, which, of course emanate directly from our thoughts. And our thoughts emanate from our perception. Our perception emanates from who we believe we are. And what it is that is happening to us. How we perceive things. Again, this all boils down to consciousness. Everything is contained within consciousness and that consciousness is ours it's our responsibility directly so we are powerful and we shouldn't feel lost but we're so caught in the material And I don't necessarily even mean with possessions or money. We're so caught in taking that which is physical as the supreme reality. But there is an old cliche that says there is mind over matter. I will take this a step further. Matter is mind. The two cannot exist without one another. Matter needs mind to be perceived. If there's no perception, there is nothing. Nothing. That's what things are. They are that which is perceived. We need very deeply to understand this. To grasp it. To hold it. To know it. Until we do that, it's as if we are walking down a very busy street at the height of the day, rather than walking down what used to be a busy street in a quiet time. Even as it is now, our quiet streets still hum with the background of happening, going, becoming, moving around place to place, progression, evolving. No one has any authority on anything it seems that we've all lost our grip on what consciousness is truly all manipulated and controlled influenced because of our innocence because of our inherent nature to accept and that's sort of the difficulty is that we want to accept it's the difficulty but therein lies also the answers our natures are accepting naturally <laughs> that is what what they are programmed to be because In acceptance, is truth, is everything. And our natures are that acceptance. The openness of that happening. But they have been manipulated. Fooled turned around, and in this desperate attempt to climb out of themselves, they have only gotten themselves lost deeper and deeper in the forest of conception. forest of thought. And there, reality dies. And there is a very loud silence that deafens us to our truest selves what we are and because we don't know that self that actuality that beautiful powerful indomitable reality that unsuppressed individual those beings that we really are Walk down nothing but busy streets, even when they're quiet, even when we want only to find ourselves we find more confusion. And a twisted idea about who we are, the world we live in, the reality we believe we are a part of. And unless there is a true, actual, radical change within ourselves, within seeking, or within seeing, the seeking that we endure will continue. At infinium. So, do yourself a favor. Walk at night. Go someplace quiet. Where there's darkness. And perceptible danger. And face it. Regardless of what happens to you while out there, you will be safely at home because you are facing yourself and what you've created and you are taking within that walk those steps rectify that confusion so you can walk on eternally quiet